Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of the Night Talk Room. I'm Night Ola, your host, and today's episode is on Wither Transfer Updates Part 2. Firstly, we'll be looking at the Everton managerial situation. Fashad Moshiri has finally sacked Rafa Bonitas. I don't know what he was thinking, to be honest. What has he been doing since all this while? Why give a man you don't trust that much power? After sacking the medical director for him, head of recruitment, director of football, and selling one of their best players, Lucas Zigni, to a Premier League driver, finally, now you are letting go of the man you made all those decisions for. Now, where is it going to start from? But let's see how he's going to save them from the mess he has caused, he has caused for them himself. Now, the names being lined up to replace Rafa Benitez are Roberto Martinez, head coach with Belgium. He has a release clause that Everton are thinking of paying out, paying, paying out his contracts with um, Belgium. With Rooney, Derby County, I really, really hope Rooney doesn't leave Derby at, at, at this moment. I really, really hope he stays to see out their, their fight for their fight for staying up this season but let's see how it goes i'm not i'm not sure if he's called i'm not sure he'll be able to refuse everything frank clapard correctly out of job ben um, martinez is the name that is most likely to take over permanently in the summer why dukan Ferguson might take up the interim rule up to then but let's see martinez was previously an everton manager also so I don't know why Moshiri wants to go back to his ex and thinking what made them break up the last time, what make them break up again. <laughs> Let's see how that is going to work out for him. Barcelona plan for Ireland and a left and left black and a left back. Firstly, that's not even number one on that's not number one or number two on the list of problems Barcelona are facing currently. The first name on the on, on the list currently is Usman Dembele. Contracts renewal talks have totally broken between Barcelona and Dembele agents. Dembele wants at least 400k per week to continue at Barcelona to sign a new contract at Barcelona. Why the club doesn't value him that much and can't even pay him that much? Even if they value him that much, they can't pay him that much due to registration issues. They can't pay him that much. They don't value him that much. The plan Laporta had before was for him to sign a new contract so he will have at least the market value. For them to sell in the summer, which Dembele is aware of already, and that was the reason why he's trying to frustrate the renewal talks. But currently now, Barcelona have made the decision that he will be frozen out of the team. We will stop training with the team and we will stop playing. The decision has not been communicated to him yet, but it will, it will, it will be very soon. So let's see how Dembele is going to react to that. Will he cave into Barcelona's demands, or will he stick to his guns and wait? To summer gets another club, and is and if if that is not going to affect his World Cup call up also, so I think it's a very tough decision for him to make. But let's see what he does. Laporta wants Ireland, but he might have to give up on the deal. That's if he has not already, <laughs> because after the initial meet after the initial meeting with Raiola, it's been made clear that what team Ireland wants economically and Barcelona currently can't afford to give that to any player as of now because it'd be impossible to register him it would be possible to register him if they are to give him such wages 
wages the agent fee it's really enormous i can't put i can't put figures to them currently now i can't put figures to them but according to what i had it's really enormous and Barcelona won't be able to register the player if they are going to pay such huge fees for him so Barcelona might be looking for an alternative striker currently in this winter market while shifting their focus to another to another market signing in the summer in a different position probably a midfielder or a centre-back Barcelona wants a left-back this January on a dry loan on a dry loan signing no option to buy because they have a big signing targets for that position in the summer but currently they need another left back to see them through the season and they are looking at loan deal for uh, an experienced player that can that can fill in that role for them they'll be looking at alexandro alex teles and ajax nicolas tagliafico let's see how the story develops in the next few days we are going to have more updates on that probably by next monday now madrid wants both mbappe and alan this year is a very 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 tricky deal this year is a very very tricky deal now PSG are pressuring Mbappe to sign a new short-term contract with them and as things stand Mbappe is feeling open to agreeing to PSG's offer I think what is currently blocking PSG, PSG renewal with Mbappe now is Mbappe is trying to find a loophole in the agreement which will allow him to go for a particular price if such a bid comes for him either this summer or next or next year. Technically, release clause is illegal in France. So if not for that, he might have just negotiated a release clause to be put into the contract. But release clause is illegal in France. They can't be release clause. So I think they are trying to negotiate the gentleman agreement that okay, if you price from around 250 million euros to 300 million euros should come for me in the summer or next year, you should let me go. I think that's what is blocking the deal now. Mbappe is open to renew with PSG. Why Fresno Perez keeps on pressuring him not to renew so he can come for free in the summer. Let's see what he decides. He should be he should make his decision before february march so let's see what he decides by by then and we'll come back to that topic and as for Alan, can perez bring both mbappe and Alan to the benabu wow that's not a difficult question he has done it many times before he has done many times before we've seen periods where four five galacticals were play for in madrid he has done it before so that's not a difficult question to me he signed Kaka and Ronaldo when both of them were Ballon d'Or winners he signed both of them to Real Madrid so I don't see any reason why he can't bring in Mbappe and Haaland and economically Madrid can do the deal for Haaland they can pay him the wages he wants they can pay the agent fees they can pay the release clause to Dortmund and they can register him with the wages he wants economically they can do the deal for Haaland but what is holding that deal is will Haaland choose Madrid as I've initially had, is enticed by the projects going on at Real Madrid, but that's not that's not all it takes to for his decision for, for his decision to be made. I, I'm going to give more updates on that as during the course of this podcast. Manchester United unwanted players are revolting against Ralph Ragnick. 
I'm actually disappointed in Rafragnik for this, to be honest. is the one I'm disappointed in. When he came into the club in his press, com- press conference, he said, Any player who wants to leave will be allowed to leave. He won't be begging anyone to stay. January, Edison Cavani, Anthony Matia, Dean Anderson, Denny Van de Beek, and Eric Bailey all came to him asking they want to leave because they want regular playing time and they feel they cannot be able to get it. He begged Cavani to stay, going against his initial words, but he told him that, okay, you're going to be playing, you're going to be a very plus member of the first team squad. So we want you to stay and I feel there's no, there's, there's actually not enough numbers in that position. So that decision is justified. Anthony Matia is another centre forward who wants to leave. He is he's keeping Cavani and Ronaldo. While we still have Greenwood, Elanga, Rashford, who can all play that position. So he feel he's tried to cut Anthony Matia loose. He's allowed Anthony Matia to talk to interested clubs. But he wants any club that is going to buy him or loan him initially to pay his total to cover his total wages of 250,000 pounds per week. Now, this is the situation. The clubs that want to loan Matia, they are not responsible for Manchester United giving Matia 250k per week. He's not a 250k per week player. That is a mistake of Manchester United board's side. So, I don't see why is wanting clubs that want him to pay for Manchester's mistake. If you want him off your books, then you have to be logical. You have to reduce your demands. You have to reduce your demands for the player to leave. It's for the it's for the benefit of both the club and and the player also. Now, everyone has to find a compromise to reduce their demands. Manchester United is refusing to find a compromise. They want any club that wants Matia to pay the to cover the full 250k per week wages. Which is currently proving very difficult now. So, technically, Matthias' move is being blocked also. Tony Van de Beek is not playing and is not going to be playing because I don't know why the managers, both Ole Karik and now Rafagnik, they just don't deem him athletic, um, they, they don't deem him fit for the physicality of the league. He's a very good player technically, but he lacks the athleticism. To compete, even for more, more so for a German manager, German football requires great athleticism from its midfielders. So I feel this is one of the reasons why he's not playing. And Ragnik is also denying denying him move because of what he's scared of numbers in the in the middle. Injuries might come in during the course of the season. But why should a player that wants a World Cup call should risk his playing time over a certainty of the players in his position getting injured. This is another situation also. Dean Anderson is the second choice goalkeeper to David J. David J doesn't seem like someone that can be dropped currently. He can't be dropped. So Dean Anderson won't have the play time. And even if you want to give rest to David J, there's Tom Eating, there's Matej Kovac there that are very worthy backup. Dean Anderson deserves to be a starter for any top team. Let him go. Let him go. Borafragnik is still standing on his ways that he's going to keep the three goalkeepers till summer. So let's see how the revolt against him. If he's still going to maintain his stance and keep 
these players or is going to cut them loose. Let's see how it goes before the end of the January transfer window. Now, Ragnik target versus Mutos vision or Mutos plan. Muto is plan. John Muto, director of football for Manchester United, is planning long-term signings. He doesn't want a short, a cost gap signing in January. He's planning long-term targets. While Ragnik wants reinforcements in January, he wants the club to back him and reinforce him in January with at least a midfield signing. Now this is going to cause a lot of issue in the next few days. But I know the three players that Ragnik were talking to were um, Bubaka Kamara of. Marcel, Denis Zakaria of Borussia Mönchengladbach and Amadou Edera of RB Leipzig, who is currently on AFCON duty now. Manchester United does not deem Denis Zakaria fit enough for the club. They don't deem his abilities fit enough for the club. So it's, it's, out, of the, it's out of the question. Kamara also is refusing to move from Marcel in January, even though he's going to be a free agent in the summer, he wants to become free so that he's going to enjoy the signing bonus. All these players are all greedy now. It's all about money now. None of no, 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 very few of them are still playing for the love of the game. It's all about money now. So Manchester United are trying to comprom- find a compromise with Ragnik and bring in Amadou Edera this month. Talks have be- talks have begun with RB Leipzig over buying Edera this month. RB Leipzig wants his full 33 million pounds release clause to be paid. While Manchester United are trying to find a compromise, negotiate a transfer fee lower than the release clause. Let's see how it's going to let's see how it's going to afford during the coming week. But before next week Monday, we should have a definite update. If not a if not a done deal by then, then we should have a definite update by next week monday now this next this next discussion is one that we shouldn't be having at, at this moment at all but it's really really sad how money is actually ru- ru- ruining the game for some football clubs gambling money gambling money risky decisions are ruining the game for them and one of these clubs currently now is juventus Versus football club are currently going through a financial, how will I put it? I don't know how to put it. Financial difficulty currently. They have three players in Federico Chiesa, Mone Locatelli, and Moiskin that they are owing transfer fees for. And they will have to pay a total of over 100 million euros to, um, in total to the clubs of these three players by summer. Now the club is on the risk of not qualifying for the UEFA Champions League next season. And if they not qualify for the Champions League, they won't have enough revenue to cover to cover these transfer fees. Not to talk of even pay for some wages of some of their top players. So now, how is this for every action there will be a consequence? So what are the consequences of their financial gambling they've been doing for over the years that brings them to this? situation they've withdrawn the contracts offered to Polo Dybala actually arguably one of their best players they've withdrawn his contract offer they want to know where they are going to be if they're going to be qualifying for the UCL before they renew before they start talking of contract again and now clubs are circling around Polo Dybala 
they want to swap him they want to take him up on the Bosma ruling in January pre-contract agreement and sign him up for free in the summer Dybala is yet to make a decision yet whether to start talking to Klaus or wait for Juventus but it is really disappointed in Juventus for withdrawing his contract offer it's really, really disappointed but we can't blame them for not, when, when, when you are in debt you have to give yourself sales no matter how hard it is, you have to give where you are. You have to give yourself sense. So now, Inter Milan is one of the leading clubs in Dybala chase. They want Dybala, and they are hoping that Juventus are not able to resolve the issue so that they can take him for free in the summer. And one other team that are actually following closely are Barcelona. If they are not, if they finally concede. Uh, finally concede defeat in the Allianz chase they are looking to swap up the baller on a free while focus on another marquee in a different position in the summer now another Juventus player that might be affected by the current financial situation is Matis Delit top European clubs are closely following Delit and want to take him out of Juventus and Juventus will not have any option that to sell because he's one of their most prized assets they can sell him for at least 90 to 100 million euros in the summer and which will cover most of their debts their transfer debts that summer so he's on the cast on moving this summer barcelona chelsea and manchester united very surprised me manchester united are looking at matthew the lead they are, they are they've been preliminary talks with minoraola on who is going to get him so by the end of the month probably March, February, March, we are going to know more on where Matizelite will be going to next. So, now one of their players also, Otomelo, wants to move to Arsenal on loan in January. Arsenal wants Otto, they have been talked to Juventus. Juventus are reluctant in letting him to leave without a replacement because they are still fighting for the Champions League hopes. So, let's see how that turns out for them. And let's uh, remain on Arsenal. Arsenal are interested in Dusan Vlaovic this January. Arsenal wants a striker. Yes, everyone knows that Arsenal wants a striker. And Vlaovic is a top target. He's a dream target. Florentina wants to sell. They need the money. They don't want Vlaovic to go for little fee in the summer. They need the money. They want him to make a decision now on his career. And they are asking for £58 million from Arsenal. Arsenal are ready to pay that money but Vlaovic is not interested in moving to Premier League he's not interested in moving to Arsenal Arsenal are trying every means to convince him with big wages starting um, starting starting time starting time a, 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 a good project but currently Vlaovic is not interested in the move there will be more talks they will try to convince him we don't know we don't know maybe the wages they are offering is still not, is still not enough Probably when they offer him above what they are currently offering, maybe he's going to change his mind. We're going to have more updates on that before the window closes because Florentina are pushing Vlaovic to make a decision on his future. Now, up to the next. Manchester City wants Ireland. is the prime target for Soma. Is the only target for Soma for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola. And Pep Guardiola and Mirella put aside their differences to make this deal work. I don't know yet, but let's see. End of this month, a meeting is scheduled between Manchester City and Team Ireland, which will be the first 
club team Alan Rubo going to talk to formally about a transfer. Manchester City is the first club they will be talking to about a transfer. And they have all the financial power to put this deal off. So now it's all to them convincing Alan to make this move to the English Premier League. How optimistic I am about this one, I can't actually say. I can't say how optimistic I am about this one. But if Guardiola is involved, if he, I, I can see him actually talking this Alan to this move, to be honest. I don't I don't want <laughs> I don't want to speculate now, but I can actually see Gadela talking Alan to this move. And that would be very, very bad for the rest of EPL. Though he has won he has won the league already this season, but Gadela might run the league again next season if he signed Alan. And I can actually see him signing him. But what we know now is that Alan's team will start talking to clubs end of this month. Manchester City already have set a meeting with Team Alan. Manchester City, they are going to be the first club Team Alan will be talking to ahead of a summer move. Dustmond wants Alan to make a decision quickly on his future. So he's going to start making he's going to start talking to clubs by the end of the month. FSG strict wage cap obstructing Salah's new contracts. The owners of Liverpool are not willing to renew Salah on his terms. Salah wants 400k pounds per week to sign a new contract at Liverpool. Liverpool don't, Liverpool don't give players that kind of wages. Everyone knows that. Liverpool don't pay that kind of wages. Not even talk of player in entering his status already. Liverpool, no, Liverpool don't. They don't, they don't pay such wages. But Salah is a player that works such such wages also. Looking for another looking from another angle. They can't replace Salah this summer. No matter how hard they try to they try to think they can. They can't replace Salah. They can't replace Salah in the next year. The cost of operation to renew Salah's contract will cost them over 80 to 100 million pounds. But to be realistic, they will spend twice of that if they want to replace Salah. If they actually want a player that will replace Salah, they will spend twice of 80 million pounds. So I think it's logical for them to just give him a new a new contract under his terms. But I don't see them, I don't see them getting a replacement for him. But IFSG is going to stick to their guns of not breaking their wage cap for Salah, or they are going to <laughs> or they are going to find a compromise there, or they are going to relax their strict wage cap policy for Mohamed Salah. Let's see how it's going to turn out. But if they fail to renew Salah this January, definitely they will have to sell in the summer. 100% they will have to sell in the summer. We don't know yet. Let's see how it's going to be for them. Chelsea are still hoping they can get a loan for a fullback in the gen- in the January transfer window. Chelsea are still hoping they can get a loan for a fullback. They are short in that position and they cannot make permanent signings because if they should make a permanent signing, when Rhys James eventually comes out from injury, that signing will be a surplus to requirements. So they only need a loan, a dry loan deal. There have been there have been preliminary talks with Lauren Kuzawa of PSG, but there's not been advanced negotiations. I'm actually not sure Thomas Tuchel is totally impressed with the player. Though he has managed the player before, but I'm not sure he's totally impressed with bringing in the player in January. So let's see how it's going to be. And Chelsea negotiation with their free uh, free agents or their coming free agents. Three notable players will be free agents in Chelsea in the summer. Andres Christensen, Cesar Aplequeta, and Anthony Rudiger. As for Andres Christensen, 
a deal was agreed last year in November only for Crystal City to change agents again and start everything all over. So I think this is intentionally frustrating Barcelona into not renewing his deal. He's been in talks with PSG, he's been in talks with Bayern Munich, both want to sign him. So let's see how it goes. But currently, talks with Chelsea are not advancing with Andres Christensen. As for Cesar Apiloqueta, I'm not sure he's going to be renewing. He wants to join Barcelona in the summer. So the only reason, the only way he renews currently with Chelsea if East Barcelona breaks his heart <laughs> and sign out to give him a contract in the summer. That's the only way he's going to renew with Chelsea. So let's see how it goes. Anthony Rudiger. Clubs are interested in Rudiger. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid. Surprisingly, Ralf Ragnick also wants to take him to Manchester United. Clubs are interested in him. Chelsea are feeling reluctant to offer him what he wants. He wants around 250 to £300,000 per week to renew. Chelsea are feeling reluctant to offer him that. But due to his importance already, that has, they've already seen much of his importance this season, they might find a compromise and give him what he wants. Currently, Chelsea is his priority. If they can find what he wants, he will stay. But if they can't, then Real Madrid is where he wants to be. The only reason why he was going to go to another club is money. If Manchester United offer him more money than what Madrid are offering him, I'm not sure he's going to say no to it. Same goes to Bayern Munich also. I'm not sure he's going to say no to more money elsewhere. Bayern Munich wants Christensen from Chelsea on the free transfer and then Zakaria or let me not say and Christensen or Zakaria. Zakaria seems to be prioritized higher than Christensen because the fixed is leaning towards Barcelona or Chelsea renewal. So let's see how it goes, but I'm not I'm not sure they I'm not sure they won't sign any of them. Zakaria or Christensen. I'm not sure Bayern Munich sign any of them. But they actually need a reinforcement in that area. They need a reinforcement in the center back area. They've they've wasted money on Pomaneco or whatever is his team. That guy is not that guy that guy is not it at all. Overhyped. <laughs> and that overhyped French player. No, not to you, our eyes no good see. Every, every, every time we are seeing overhyped French players. So they want a reinforcement in that area. Let's see what, who they are going to go for. Christensen or Zakaria. Let's see who is going to be. Napoli wants Ajax fullback Nicolas Tagliafico. They are going to have to bust Barcelona for that in January. Let's see who have the pulling power. Maybe Barcelona will take him on loan or Napoli on permanent D. Napoli are currently in talks with his agents. Agent of Nicolas Tagliafico to take him away from Ajax this month. They want, they want, they want a defensive reinforcement especially in the left-back area and Taglafico is their prime target for that position. Let's see how it's going to happen. They are also looking at River Plate's sensational striker Julian Alvarez. He's actually one of the most talked about young talents in South American football currently. It's like <laughs> it's like the young the young um the young Aguero or the young Luis Suarez, very talented lad, at the 25 million release clause that will be expiring in the next few days. So definitely, we are going to get an answer on his future in the next few days. During the week, we are going to get a definite answer on his future. Napoli wants him, but he wants a team where he's going to have much playing time. And with Victor Sme and Adras Pategna, I don't, I'm, I don't see Napoli a good option for him. Even though the signal is going to be going in the summer, so probably Napoli are trying to tell him that okay, wait on summer you get 
and he gets better playing time. But I'm, I'm not sure he's going to want to make that move. He's going to want a team where he can develop, where he can play regularly and develop. So let's see. We're going to get a definite answer on Julian Alvarez next club during this week because that's when it's this close. It's going to expire. Now, taking us to the last discussion points of the nights. Rooney has been doing magic with Derby County this season. Rooney has been doing the magic with them. How is that? Beginning of the season, EFL docted 21 points from Derby County this season. They docted 21 points from them. And currently now, with yesterday's win over Sheffield United, when Rooney has taken them from 24th to 23rd position with nine points with nine points away from safety that's a marvelous job considering having to start with minus 21 points that's a very very marvelous job but everything must do for nothing as efl are currently blocking the sale of the club and if they could use, if, they, if they can't get a buyer in the next few days the club will, will be removed from the league this might be the end of derby county this is very very emotional for me because I actually love Queen Rooney so much and I really really wish it can help this club. Now, how did they get into this mess? As I was saying also that time about Juventus financial crisis, money is destroying the, the, um, the game for us. Their former owner, Mel Morris, took a very huge risk by investing more than their revenue in a bid to push for a Premier League for a Premier League promotion, he wants them to be, get promoted. So he was spending much money than they are making on signing players, which leads them into bankrupts and they have to go into administration. Now, the financial crisis with memories, the financial mess, fight with EFL has made everything messy for Winuni now and EFL are currently blocking the sale of the club and in the next few days, if they can't get a buyer, they will have to go into extinction. When um, Derby County will cease to exist in the next few days, if they can't, if they are not allowed to be bought. Now, everyone is begging EFL, they should free the club they should not erase the history of a very historic club and also the love of many fans. Lamp County is an historic, historical club with many fans and the town has many people, many local supporters that are depending on that club. Many of them are working in the club, many are working in the stadium. That club is actually a source of livelihood to many people. So we really, really hope that EFL wins extinct Derby County in the next few days. I hope by the time I give an update to this episode next week Monday, we'll be rejoicing the sale of of Derby County to a worthy owner who is going to back with Rooney and help him in their quest in surviving, in, in surviving the championship this season and staying up. So this is going to be all for, to, for, for this episode. This is going to be all for this episode. By next week Monday, we are going to come back with more more stories as it's happening in the transfer window. Our aim is bringing football closer to you. And I really appreciate you guys for listening to this episode again. Next week Monday, come back for more. 
<laughs> next week morning might even be up to an hour because I'm very, very, very sure this week is going to be very, very busy in the transfer window. So next week Monday, come back for more. Thank you very much for listening. Love you guys all. I remain Nights Ola, your chief host for the Night Talk Room.